This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast, the only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags and I have just finished watching UFC Fight Night, Santos versus Walker from the UFC Apex. Um, let's quickly run through these prelims, quite a few prelims on the card. So we started with uh, Alejandro Perez uh, getting the second round sub against Johnny Eduardo in the bantamweight division. Then we skipped to the women's bantamweight division where uh, Stephanie Egger got a second round knockout with a, a glorious spinning uh, elbow against Shanna Young. Uh, back to the men's bantamweight. And we got Douglas Silva de Andrade getting the first round KO of Gitano Pirello. Jumping up to the lightweight division, we had Jamie Malarkett getting the second round KO of Devontae Smith. Uh, going back to the women's bantamweight, and we got a unanimous decision for Carol Rosa over Betch Corriera. Betch, who, uh, who at post-fight... Uh, retired from MMA and then going down to the women's flyweight division uh, after last week's uh, victory for her sister unfortunately Antonina Shevchenko was unable to emulate that losing uh, to the unbeaten Casey O'Neill via second round TKO and then we finished the the prelims with Jared Gordon getting the decision against Joe Selecki so this card started out with Alexander Hernandez making his comeback against Mark Breeden. Mark Breeden taking the fight on a, on a essentially last minute notice and part of the the same group of uh, guys who uh, form like a almost a, a super camp with Alexander Hernandez. Essentially, the person who was cornering Alexander Hernandez uh, is also cornered by the same person who was cornering uh, Matt Breedham. Uh, but uh, this was uh, Alex Hernandez uh, uh, and his comeback after injury. Uh, started off hot in the UFC and then kind of like tapered off, but looking to get back uh, in the in the in the wing column, uh, and he did with uh, with pretty much uh, ease uh, throughout this fight. Breeden started to open up uh, with with leg kicks. Um, Hernandez fired back. And was was unsuccessful, but you could tell he was uh, he was uh, much more the rounded fighter. Uh, Hernandez uh, shot for a takedown to try and uh, quell the aggression of Breeden, uh, which was quickly stuffed. But he lands a, a huge rat and a leg kick, 
uh, goes for another takedown, but he's stuffed again. And then Hernandez lands a big, big shot, uh, which knocks the mouth guard out of uh, of Matt Breeden. Um, Matt Breeden's uh, wobbling, his eyes gla- glaze over. Um, Breeden tries to, to cover up, throwing his own style of haymakers. And then uh, the big overhand right uh, catches uh, Breeden on the back of the ear, uh, goes straight to sleep. Hernandez does a walk off, knowing that the fight was over. Mark Smith calls it, and uh, within the first round, Alexander Hernandez has got back in the win column. Uh, great victory for him. And then after that, we move into Misha Shurkinov versus Christoph Jotko in the middleweight division. Misha dropping down. Uh, from 205, uh, looks a lot healthier at 185, um, looked like he, he could really do some damage at this division, uh, unfortunately he didn't show it in this fight, and in fact both guys didn't really show what they can normally do in a fight, um, very very nervous, very few significant strikes between between the, the pair of them, uh, the first uh, first round was I think there was about 40 shots thrown altogether by both guys. Uh, uh, Misha, for someone who's come down from uh, light heavyweight uh, and was known for for being able to stand and bang with the best of them, he was incredibly, incredibly gun-shy. And uh, one thing I noticed all the way through this fight is when he went in for for his own shots, he was ducking down a lot and kind of trying to getting close against Jock Court and lock him up in, in a in a grapple rather than land his own shots. Uh when Jock Court was landing he was the person who landed uh the the much bigger shots. The there was some quite a few issues with Jocko grabbing the fence. Obviously, we know Misha is very, very handy uh, on the ground, and, he, and all the way through the fight, he actually went for a, around twenty takedowns, uh, landed about six maybe all the way through. Uh, the 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 second round, he certainly had a lot of uh, time on the ground. He was able to 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 control uh, the. The fight, and this was actually the first time that uh, Misha had gone into a second round since 2016. Uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, but the 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 first round, I would I would have give to um, Jocko. Not a lot of uh, action, not a lot of uh, uh, of big shots, but um, a razor thin. Uh, leaning towards Jocko, the second round was certainly much more uh, in the in the frame of uh, Misha Shurkinov. He landed uh, the the takedowns. He landed uh, the 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 probably the biggest shots uh, in terms of um, punches, uh, but nothing really really damaging uh, outside a, a big leg kick uh, going towards the the end of the fight, which I'm actually surprised he didn't try and do more of. Really shocking that that was probably the strongest part of his arsenal and he, he only threw it very, very sparingly. Going into the third round, uh, Misha went straight away for, for the, the, the single leg. Ends up finally getting it. Uh, Jocko is, is able to get back to his feet. Um, Misha is able to keep bringing him down and then we keep going up and down, up and down. Uh, with uh, with Jock Code uh, eventually getting back to his feet, able to to spin spin out and uh, throw some uh, some wild punches, 
uh, which Misha uh, is able to duck under and get a takedown. But again, we we're not on the floor for for that long, and we we're straight back up. But then uh, Jocko went for the takedown, um, and. Uh, whilst that got stuffed, he was then the one actually taking control in in terms of um, in in terms of the the grappling up against the fence, and then as we circle away, we see that Misha complains to uh, the referee uh, Herb Dean, who um, who controversially stopped the the action for an hour park uh, on on uh, analysis of the replay it, it actually looked like there was no hour park there and uh, uh, Jocko actually started getting very very irate about it and was uh, was essentially calling Misha Shirkin off a liar to uh, to Herb Dean uh, Herb I was trying to get him to go back to his own corner and, and Jocko was having absolutely none of it um, but eventually the, the fight restarts with uh, about a minute or so to go uh, Jack Cole goes for the takedown, gets stuffed, but lands a, a few big shots. Um, Shirkinoff against uh, used that tactic of ducking down to uh, swing his punches so he could get in close to to uh, get the tie up, and we we end up seeing that going towards the end of the fight, nobody was was really really landing much uh, until the very very last few seconds when Jocko uh, secured a takedown which for me probably ended up securing him the round and the the victory and the judges were incredibly split on who uh, who won this fight uh, one judge giving it 29-28 to uh, Misha Shirkinoff but the winner 29-28 uh, from the other two judges uh, Christoph Jocko um, good victory for for him. Uh, very uh, laboured though, uh, and both guys are, are certainly capable of much better performances. So going into the third fight on the card, well on the main card, we had a uh, cowboy Alex Oliveira taking on Nico Price. Now these two are known for absolutely knockout power, finishing fights pretty quickly. Uh, so it was actually a shock that this fight went all the way uh, through the 15 minutes. Uh, Oliveira um, started um, pretty brightly, started a very bounce, bounce We see uh, a trading of, of leg kicks. Uh, Charles Oliveira's uh, legs, his, his quads are absolutely ginormous. Uh, we we see it's the first round seems to be very very tentative. Uh, both guys realise that the other has that amazing knockout power, and, and whilst they are looking for their own big shots to to finish the fight, are not really willing to put themselves in the danger of of getting finished themselves. So we see a very very kind of cagey first round, uh, a lot of clinches, a lot of uh, one shots and and outs almost. Uh, we see uh, Nico Price uh, try and bully Oliveira towards the fence, but then Oliveira is able to uh, reverse it and get a, a trip. Uh, but that ends up being uh, Nico Price's um, in, in control because the momentum keeps him rolling. He ends up actually on top uh, in, in full guard uh, before moving into to half guard. We see a lot of uh, a lot of. Um, jostling for position not really any kind of a 
tie up of of, of submissions and uh, uh, referee Mark Smith is, is he sees Oliveira's ca- uh, toes in the cage, uh, yanks them out. Um, the the first round. Um, ends with Nico Pras uh, in full control, but certainly wasn't the kind of fight that, that we were uh, expecting from these two. Uh, second round, a lot more kind of a fainting, a lot more of a uh, tentative shots rather than anything that's uh, that's going to do much damage uh, until uh, Oliveira catches a, a, a Pras kick and then is able to drag him down to the floor. Uh, Nico Pras tries to get uh, submission and we see uh, some really cool uh, grappling and counter grappling on the floor where um, Oliveira is landing some ground and pound. Nico Pras is going for Kimuras and then going for uh, leg locks and heel hooks. Uh, Oliveira is doing enough to avoid uh, that danger. He avoids uh, an up kick halfway through the the round. Uh, Nico Price incredibly active on on his on off the top of off his back essentially. But uh, when when he does throw shots, he puts all his effort into it and he leaves himself very very vulnerable. Um, Oliveira uh, ends that round on top uh, and going into the third round essentially it's it's all to play for for, for both fighters um, shocking that actually this has got to the third round but this is where we're at uh, and we see it ends up being pretty much uh, uh, starting as a slugfest we see uh, lots of big big shots by, by both guys um, but um, Price seems to be getting the better of Cowboy Oliveira here. Uh, Cowboy seems to be very, very uh, tired. Seems to be slowing down a lot more. Uh, Price is certainly pushing the pace, and he he's definitely got uh, much better cardio in this fight than than uh, Alex Oliveira. Uh, we see uh, Oliveira get knocked backwards uh, with a punch. Um, essentially, with a minute to go, both guys are absolutely swinging for the fences. Oliveira ends up um, gri- grappling with uh, with Nico, pushing him towards the fence. Uh, Price shows that he's uh, certainly got the better cardio and certainly got the the better energy now as he's able to reverse that that uh, grapple and then essentially push Oliveira to the floor. Uh, gets on uh, top control, uh, landing some big shots as the as the bell goes. All three rounds ended with uh, one fighter or the other uh, in uh, control on the ground, but the the judges all give it uh, 29-28 to uh, a deserving winner, Nico Pras. Um, going into the core main event, Kevin Holland, who absolutely made a huge name for himself last year, winning five on the bounce. Uh, Basically, him and uh, Chimiev were were two of the biggest stars of 2020. Uh, unfortunately, Kevin Holland has gone on a little bit of a um, a hard run. Lost to uh, to um, some big name fighters like Derek Brunson, uh, and he saw this fight against Kyle Dawkins, whose uh, whose brother did really well last week. Uh, he saw this fight as maybe a chance to get back in those uh, win books, get back uh, in the in the top ten, uh, get his chance to perhaps uh, get a, another big fight out of it. And um, as as always with Kevin Holland throughout this uh, this fight, uh, which which only went three and um, three minutes forty five maybe. 
you could hear him chatting away to uh, to Daniel Cormier, uh, commenting on Daniel Cormier's commentary, which is absolutely funny. Um, when, uh, for instance, there was a, a time when Cormier said that Kyle Dorcas was uh, had a long body, and and, um, and Kevin Holland said, "Oh yeah, it's so long." And there was another time when he says about, uh, "Oh Daniel, do you think my wrestling's better?" Um, but this this is still a, a fight who's very very dangerous in there. Even though he doesn't always show the 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 fighter he's got his full con his full concentration, uh, he's always looking for that that big big shot. Um, he spent a lot of time hooking um, uh, Kyle Dorcas up against the f- uh, the fence. Was uh, able to very very much uh, outpower Dorcas, uh, landing some foot stomps. Uh, just keeping Dorcas uh, tight up against the fence. Uh, eventually, uh, Dan Magrata breaks the fighters up, uh, saying that um, Holland wasn't doing enough work. Uh, and as the two came back together to, to exchange, there's a huge clash of heads and the, the essentially the, the sad forehead of uh, Kyle Dorcas lands clean on uh, Kevin Holland's uh, chin. Holland's goal, Holland goes out, like literally knocked out, face plants. The face plant actually uh, wakes him up and we see that the uh, Mergliotta is looking to maybe stop the fight, but when he sees Kevin Holland uh, get back up and, and try and recover, um, he, he he waves the fight to continue, but also waves the 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 referees and to uh, to set up the replay. We see Sean Shelby scrambling to to look at uh, look at the footage, and eventually um, what happens in 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 the octagon is that uh, Dorcas gets gets hold of uh, of uh, Kevin Holland in a guillotine. We see uh, Holland scrambling, and you could tell that there this there was something very badly wrong with with Kevin Holland. Uh, he eventually uh, he's, he gives up his back, and Dorcas gets the standing uh, rear naked choke. Takes a while for for Dorcas to uh, get the finish. Uh, Kevin Holland has got a hell of a lot of heart, but unfortunately he's, uh, he has to tap. Uh, we then. We assume that that then is a, a win for for Kyle Dorcas, but like I said, uh, Dan Merglatter, uh he he calls to look at the replay. Uh, at first, he he speaks with one of the doctors, uh, and it and it looks like he's indicated that maybe he will now um, he'll now give the fight as a win to to Kyle Dorcas. Uh, then afterwards, we see uh, him conversing with some of the other referees, including head referee Herb Dean, who informs him that if you feel that something is off, uh, there's absolutely no issue whatsoever in uh, calling this a no contest. And I think that kind of puts uh, Dan's mind at ease that he's making the right decision. He does call it a no contest. Uh, and we get a little bit of fun and games in, in the octagon when uh, Bruce Buffer is at the wrong side of the camera so the, the fighters and the referee turn around only for Bruce to, to scoot around him and we get uh, a little bit of fun with with Dan Merglad saying Bruce is it you that's been knocked out or was it Kevin uh, but yeah essentially this fight is waved off as a, as a no contest both guys in the, in the octagon uh, agree that they want to run this back um 
and hopefully we'll we'll get to see that because I think it was a shame of uh, how it ended. A very very vicious um, clash of heads. Nobody uh, at fault at all. Uh, looking at the replay, nobody was making eye contact with with anyone. So it was just uh, a very sad state of affairs. But unfortunately, these things happen, uh, and hope, hopefully the. Both fighters are quickly uh, passed to to run this back because uh, I think this fight definitely deserves some sort of finality. So going on to the main event, the fact that this card was based around uh, Johnny Walker and Thiago Santos, uh, both big names in that light heavyweight division, uh, both uh, Brazilians, both very uh, passionate uh, fighters, uh, Thiago Santos, former title contender, has beaten the current champion uh, Jan Blachowicz, uh before, but also in the final fight on his uh, contract. Um, he's had a, a a rough rough time of it recently uh, in terms of uh, results, uh, and he's going up against Johnny Walker, uh, one of the most charismatic fighters uh, in in the lightweight division. Someone who uh, recent really got the ire of five rounds when he uh, he won a fight and then went to do kind of like a a caterpillar. Uh, dance move in the octagon and end up injuring himself and taking him out uh, for for the next six months or so. But you can't uh, fault the guy's uh, passion uh, and 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 love for for MMA. Uh, unfortunately, the fight didn't really for me live up to what it should have done. These two guys are, are known for ending fights in the first round, uh, and uh, Johnny Walker has never ever seen. Uh, past a third round fight um so to see this actually go to uh go to the judges uh was quite a uh a, a shot really quite a, quite different to how you would have thought that a fight between these two would have gone down uh but the it was a, a very 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 cagey first first round uh, Santos was uh, doing a hell of a lot of movement but not throwing much of anything uh, it took nearly two minutes for the first real big shot to, to go uh, which was a, a head kick uh, but that ended up being blocked by Johnny Walker uh, we see a lot of kind of uh, stands switching and uh, bouncing around from, from both guys um, and eventually we see some some shots thrown, but very very few. Uh, the sh- the shots that were thrown were were big, were hard shots, but just nothing. Uh, no setups for them, no kind of follow ups. It was just uh, ones uh, uh, and outs, and just seems that both fighters were incredibly. Uh, nervy about uh, losing. Uh, obviously, Santos very worried about it being the last uh, fight on his contract, uh, and Johnny Walker really wanted to push back into those uh, to those upper echelons of the lightweight division. Uh, a little bit more action here in the in the second. Uh, we see Santos uh, go for a, a takedown, which is not able to land. Uh, we see both guys are. Uh, going on a, a bit of a, a wild exchange and, and landing a, a, a couple of shots but then we see uh, Santos going back to that uh, bouncing on his feet switching stances um, we, Walker catches a, a leg kick of uh, Santos but uh, just lets it go um, and throws a, a, a leg kick of his own uh, we see a, a huge body kick by, by uh, uh, Thiago Santos 
Um, but Johnny Walker just eats it and, and essentially finger wags um, Santos, but Santos uh, fires back and gives him another one. Uh, but but Johnny Walker just keeps eating it, uh, keeps not reacting, not showing any any pain, uh, and then he starts to 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 kind of almost stalk Santos while Santos is is backing off. Uh, buzzer goes, um, and we're uh, going into a third. Uh, very very tight, very razor thin. Um, to, to call just because of the the lack of action again we start with uh leg kicks uh from both guys then uh santos again goes for that high kick uh which is blocked yet again uh walker goes for uh, uh a huge punch which is is um it misses and we then see the um, santos land a left hand which uh which kind of like shows he was settling down into the fight kind of he was finding his groove a bit more uh walker was still kind of bouncing around and and uh trying to press the action but not landing a lot of uh huge shots um santos was able to to keep backing away circling out of out of uh walker's range but still landing uh the leg kicks on on the way out uh yet again we go for another head kick from santos yet again it, it gets blocked um then we get into the fourth round and again like i said this was a uh, uncharted territory for for johnny walker uh santos has obviously been here before uh with the fight with uh bones uh, and you could you could tell uh, that Santos knew what he was doing in these uh, deep water uh, championship or la- not even championship rounds in 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 the terms of this fight, but main event uh, rounds. Uh, he uh, starts throwing more of those leg kicks and and head kicks again. Uh, the head kicks were were pretty much blocked every single time, but he started throwing a lot more. Tried a, a flying knee, which uh, whilst it didn't land. It still uh, showed his range uh, of attack. Uh, Johnny uh, started moving uh, a lot more kind of um, dynamic, a lot uh, kind of almost Clay Guida-esque in terms of just craziness. Uh, Throwing leg kicks. Uh, went for a for a haymaker which just missed uh some uh landed some big combinations but uh santos is able to to check the leg kicks land his up com- uh, some combinations of his own um we see then uh johnny walker doing some some uh, silly dancing some posturing uh he ends up uh, landing a, a good left hand and then Santos hits that that body kick again, which uh, which stung Johnny Walker in the second round. Again, another very very tight round. Uh, you could easily give either of these rounds uh, to both fighters, and I think in fairness, you could probably say that the this last five minutes, this last round, it was make or break for for either fighter. Uh, and uh, as we get to the coaches, uh, John Cavanaugh in the coach of Johnny Walker essentially tells him that, uh, tells him that uh, these five these five minutes are the most important five minutes of, it, of his career. And um, he comes out uh, straight away going for for the leg kick, and goes to uh, land some big shots, but Santos is able to avoid, circle out of the way. 
Walker goes for the question mark kick, uh, which uh, is off by a quite a way, uh, and Santos lands a heavy leg kick, and then follows that up with a uh, overhand right, which lands and then hits him with a with another one. Uh, Walker is uh, is is starting to redden up, but he's uh, he's certainly taking these shots in his stride, not showing a lot of uh, a lot of pain. Another body kick uh, from Santos to to Walker's midsection. Uh, but Walker's just got one direction go. Uh, he's got. He just keeps going forward, uh, going into the last minute of far, and we see Walker trying to land a lot of big combinations. Uh, and no, but none of the two fighters are in the in the melee are able to land anything huge. Uh, but finally, and it only took 14 minutes 40 seconds for for Santos. He's able to land a big head kick. Uh, Johnny Walker goes for the cartwheel kick, uh, which is unsuccessful. Uh, when then the the fight rounds out with pretty much uh, both guys just attempting wild strikes, and we go to the judges. All three judges give the fight to Tiago Santos. Uh, three fights, uh, three uh, rounds to two, 48, 47 all the way across the board. And he calls out. Uh, he doesn't. Well, essentially, he doesn't really call out any fighters. He calls out uh, the company to give him a, a new contract. Uh, he's obviously um, having a baby with uh, Yana Kunitskaya, um, so he wants to secure his uh, family life. Uh, and he's uh, saying to the UFC, "Come on, let's talk. Let's sign up uh, a deal." I can't see them them not doing. He's uh, he's certainly a, still a huge name in that in that lightweight division, and, and certainly somebody who could definitely be challenging the the winner of the upcoming fight between uh, uh, Jan Blachowicz and and Glover Teixeira in the very very near future. But yep, that's a UFC fight night. Walker versus Santos all wrapped up. Uh, but that's not the end of the the action. Uh, we'll be coming fast next week with another fight night. This time headlined by Mackenzie Dern and Marina Rodriguez. And on the on the the undercard, we've got Randy Brown taking on Jared Gooden, Tim Elliott versus Mateus Nikolaou. Uh, Sabina Mazo versus Maria uh, Agapova, uh, Phil Hawes versus Darren Wynn. So tune in next week to hear all the the fallout and the action from that show. Uh, but this is that's all from me uh, for this week. So you can follow me on Twitter at Podfather Mags. You can follow Carlos who uh, has been kicking ass in university kicking ass in training and unfortunately something has to give and uh, he's unable to record but he'll be back very very soon so definitely go and follow him at kirby underscore carlos and certainly go and follow uh, and check out the content uh, on the amazing networks that we're a part of uh, right here at visionaries global media uh, the chair shot and of course on radio techers uh, but thank you all for listening and that is the end